0: Morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you are checking out another episode of the Wike Fitness podcast. Thank you so much for tuning back in. I've been getting a lot of questions lately about how I actually broke into the industry and and if I could give a few tips or pointers of of how people could get into the fitness or supplement industry. So, Let's start off by, I guess, going through my background and and what I went through, so to speak, uh, just to get to where I am in the industry today. I mean, I've, I've spent more than a decade in the industry, and it's, it's honestly been a blast. Uh, I haven't regretted any piece of it. Are there things in each industry that I disliked? or wish that I could change absolutely but the journey thus far has been amazing and then obviously starting up my own business with with White Fitness has has truly been a blessing and and it's been a long you know time coming and and it's something that I truly wanted to do probably ever since I got out of college But I never thought that the timing was good and and that's the worst excuse ever for starting a business. There is no good time to start. But let's start with with my background of how I got into the industry or started my my career or or journey through the industries. And and the funny thing is I graduated high school in two thousand and one and I was looking for a part-time job between, you know, starting classes at Penn State and, you know, just you know, making some extra money on the side. So I decided to get a job at a local radio station. We were friends with the general manager at the time. And so that's how I started out. And it was a good journey from 2001 all the way through 2007. I was a radio DJ. I had my own show on the weekends and, and it was a ton of blast. And and literally, I was able to kind of break through uh, a shell of mine that that I feel like, encapsulated me my entire life I was never one to to really get out and speak in front of people and it was holding me back so being a radio DJ I was literally talking to thousands of people every show but it didn't really feel like that because it was me and the microphone and obviously a whole bunch of windows around the studio uh, but at that time there's there's really nobody in the radio station Maybe a couple sales guys, maybe the the program director, but but that's it. So it's not like you're in front of thousands of people uh, in the sense of eyeballs are looking at you. So it felt different, but it, it truly helped me break out of my shell and feel more comfortable talking in front of people. And the funny thing is I my career started out in, in radio and here I am doing my own podcast now as well as co-hosting the Central Bodybuilding Radio podcast as well with uh, my co-host Jeff Roberts. But basically, during that time period between 2001 and 2007, when I was the radio DJ, I started working at a local gym, and it was a chain of three gyms. One ended up closing, so you know I kind of shifted around from different gym to different gym, all within the same cluster. And I started that in 2002, and that also ended in 2007, just like with the radio job. And and I'll get into that in, in a little bit how. Both of those literally ended the exact same day, uh, but I was a personal trainer and a service director for, for this cluster of gyms, and, and I truly loved it. I loved working with you know, the different walks of life, whether it was somebody from high school that was coming in that they wanted to lose weight, or maybe an athlete that was coming in in an off-season, they joined the gym and they wanted to work out, all the way up to the elderly or people rehabbing. I had a blast. I love helping people, and, and that's why I'm still doing what I'm doing today. And in 2003, along with the other two jobs that I had, I I started at a school district, a high school, where I was a strength and conditioning coach. And that was in 2003, and that went for two years. I, I finished out my career in the school district in 2005, and basically I only left that position because I truly needed to go full-time at the gym to get benefits, so I just didn't have the time uh, to To do both because my work schedule at the gym was so crazy that it, it just didn't work out uh, due to time constraints. But working for the high school and working with the athletes and the student population and the staff was amazing. You know, during that time, I was able to create a community program which which brought people in from the community, allowed them to work out in the gym after hours. So I would work with the student athletes and and the staff. From about 3 p.m. once they got out of school until 5 p.m., and then from 5 p.m. till 8 p.m. is when I would have an after-school program uh, for the adults, and and it was just for the for the community to come in, and we had a blast. Uh, I worked with everybody one on one. They came in, I gave them pamphlets every day, so every day they left with information to to help them through their journey and understand why they're doing certain things. And uh, you know, my my love for the industry just continued to grow. And during my time at Topahocken and the gym and the radio station, I found a love for writing and I frequented the bodybuilding.com website, you know, every day I was on there all the time on the forums, reading the articles, answering questions on the forums and, and just being a good contributing member to the forums. And then one day Ryan DeLuca, the, the then owner and CEO of bodybuilding.com sent me a message. And, and the weird thing is, I I thought it was a joke. I'm like, there's no way that the owner of bodybuilding.com is, is contacting me, but it ended up being, you know, truthful. It was, it was him. It was legit. And he wanted to know if I wanted to write a couple articles for the website and, and see, you know, if I liked it and if things would work out. I said, absolutely. Let's give it a shot. I wrote an article. The article was a hit, you know, right away. He goes, Hey, you know, let's make this a regular thing. So then I started doing three articles a month that it was four articles a month so that's how I kind of got my foot in the door in in the industry and it was thanks to Ryan DeLuca that 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 you know came to fruition so while I was writing for bodybuilding.com I got contacted by a supplement company which was Metrax and bodybuilding.com at that time was was very heavy on the the brands that they carried and having forum reps. And basically those forum reps, their job was to go into the forums. And if anybody asked questions about their specific brand of products, you were just supposed to answer it and and be truthful and, and not, you know, overly push things, but be helpful, you know, explain how they work, how to use them, the dosages, uh, things that you can stack with them, so on and so forth. So I said, yeah, you know, uh, uh, absolutely. So when, when Metrex reached out to me and asked if I would come on board, uh, it, it, literally the job didn't pay anything. The only thing that I got in return were supplements. And at that time I was already at Penn state, you know, uh, a broke college kid. And, and I'm like, man, yeah, sure. I'll take those supplements. Sure thing. You know, I use products anyways, and I use some of yours. So it only makes sense. Yeah, that's great. Let's, let's jump on board. Let's do this. So I was a forum rep for probably a couple of years. And and then I got an email from the the director of sales and distribution at Metrex. and he said, "Hey, uh, the brand team up here that you work with at Metrex, they really like you. They say you're very knowledgeable. You know, you're a trainer. You know the industry. You know supplements. We have a job opening in your territory. Uh, would you be interested in sitting down and and talking about that?" So I said, "Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, let's sit down and and chat." So he flew up from Florida and we met at the Philadelphia airport. So I walked in, we, we met, uh, towards the baggage claim area and, and basically just was, you know, went over stuff. You know, this is what the job title is. This is what the description is. This is what's required of you. Uh, you know, you're going to have to travel every week. Uh, you'll have some weeks that you can be home. You know, you will have a home office that, that you'll work from on Fridays, but you know this this is a regional position where you're going to run your own territory so i did that and sign on the dotted line and that's where uh, i kind of had to cut ties with the radio station and the gym uh, obviously I, I, I couldn't do everything that i wanted to do so i kind of had to pick and choose and Metrox was a much payer uh, much better paying gig and and supplement industry was something that i wanted to get into i, I had a passion for it as well so i decided to give it a go so basically, I ran the Mid-Atlantic region, and I covered Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and I was everywhere. Uh, every week, I was basically in a different state. And and yeah, I mean, the, the travel was fun. Uh, at the same time, it was also exhausting. Uh, coming home on you know Thursday nights, I would spend Friday in the office. Weekends, I would get to uh, spend time with my wife. And then literally Monday morning, I'm either uh, behind the windshield or I'm on a plane. And that was basically my life for, wow, uh, I would say the better part of going on like seven years. And and towards the end of my position as a regional manager, the, the Metrex brand team wanted to bring back the collegiate program that they had back in the 90s. I mean, back in the 90s, Metrex was literally like the Gatorade of the industry. Uh, you know, Metrex had different types of foods. And this is before the, the NCAA had any of the regulations and, and compliances and, and everything else that they have in place today, where you can't have more than 30% of, of, the pro, of uh, calories coming from protein. Now, this is obviously that the schools can supply. The athletes themselves can go out and buy whatever they can eat, whatever, uh, you know, within reason, you know, if you're using a banned substance and you get nailed, obviously you shouldn't have done that. Um, But, you know, it doesn't limit the athletes from going out and buying certain things. It just limits what each college, school or university can purchase for their athletes with their budget from the school. So I said, yeah, you know, that seems cool. You know, I'm a strength and conditioning coach. So I kind of speak the lingo of, of the other coaches and I'm also a sports nutritionist. So I speak the same lingo again, as the sports nutritionists that are on site at these schools and universities, I said, yeah, so let's, let's go for it. So I, uh, I didn't have to travel anymore, which was great. And, and I started the, uh, the national manager for the team sports division at Metrex in May of 2013. And I basically did that for, oh, man, like three, maybe going on four years. Um, so basically, I was with Metrex for, for the better part of 10 years. But I transitioned into the, the national manager for, for the team sports division, and we did extremely well. Um, you know, we were in, you know, hundreds, hundreds of programs, and everybody seemed to be on board, and, and everything was going great and so I was loving that I didn't have to travel I got to work out of my home office every day I was home with my wife you know we ended up having a kid which was great because now I'm home to to see the kid grow up uh so I didn't miss any of the the, the, the cool things that you know you get to experience through parenting kid crawling you know walking talking all that stuff uh my son is now two actually two and a half if you want to be specific but uh I, I've just had a, a ton of fun working for Metrex over the years. I learned a, a lot in the industry, got to go to a lot of cool events, different contests and competitions, met a whole bunch of athletes and, and you know, celebrities, got to, uh, I was a presenter at the Arnold Classic for, for several years, for the amateurs at least, and that was done at the expo. So if you were ever at, at the expo and you saw a dude probably wearing a red Metrex shirt, that, that was me presenting to uh, a lot of the winners uh, the amateur winners for the Arnold Classic, but uh, at the I'd say February of two thousand sixteen is is when I pretty much parted ways with Metrex. Now, just to backtrack a little, um, I worked with a whole bunch of different websites and magazines in between that time frame as a writer. So. I continued with bodybuilding.com all the way up through 2015, and, I, and I'm uh, sorry if I'm jumping around a little bit. I, I should probably draw a diagram or something to to have this make sense. Uh, but I, I kept writing for for bodybuilding.com. I spent you know basically you know 10 years writing for them, and and everything was amazing. I loved writing for them. It was a blast. You know they had a change of, of editors, and we kind of parted ways. But uh everything was great. But then I got an opportunity to write for a whole bunch of different magazines, a whole bunch of overseas magazines that not only uh were overseas, but they they their their publication was global. So they they shipped the magazine everywhere. And and that was a whole bunch of fun. I mean, I I have been in oh wow, I think it was like 88 different magazines. I was on the cover of magazines. Uh it, it was just a whole bunch of fun, and I wouldn't have traded it for the world. I've been on over 1500 websites. Uh, literally, I, I stopped counting just because at fifteen hundred, w- what's the point if, if you have sixteen hundred or seventeen hundred or, or whatever? Um, but extremely blessed that people love my content, love my articles, love my work, and and they love sharing it and putting it on their site. So you know, you know, thank you to everybody who who has shared my work. It's it's been an amazing career so far, and and in my opinion, it's it's only just beginning. You know, having my own business now. And, and that rolls into where I kind of led off with Metrex when I parted ways as, uh, you know, running their team sports division. I started Wike Fitness in, in February of 2016. And basically what I wanted to do was I wanted to take everything that I was passionate about and, and throw it in one business. So the personal training and strength and conditioning and nutrition side of things, I wanted that to be a part of my business, you know, whether it was on site or online, both were included, uh, the, the content and copywriting. I definitely wanted to do that because I love writing and, and funny story again, sorry, we're backtracking a little bit to Metrex. If, if you guys have ever been on bodybuilding.com and you go to the store and you're looking through the different brands, if you go to Metrex or pure protein, every piece of content that you see in there is, is something that I wrote. So all of the, the copy that you see on bodybuilding.com for the Metrex and Pure Protein products is, is what I created. Uh, I'm extremely proud of uh, proud of that. You know, obviously, Metrex has a team uh, in-house that does all of their, their uh, copywriting. And for them to say, Matt, we want you to write that and, and use the lingo that would work well with bodybuilding.com, uh, I, I, I was thrilled to do that and honored. So if you go to those sites, everything that I wrote on there uh, is mine, the content or or the copy, I should say. So going back to my business, that's something that I wanted to also do. So I've been writing for a whole bunch of different websites. I'm still doing a whole bunch of magazines and, and I'm doing copy for different supplement companies, which is kind of cool because not only did I do the copy for Metrex and Pure Protein, but now, you know, a whole bunch of other brands are coming to me and saying, hey, you're no longer with Metrex. We want you to write our copy. You know, let's let's figure something out and work it out. So I love doing that now as well. And then obviously the the business development and sales consulting and brokering and stuff like that. I've I've done the distribution side of things with Metrex when I was a regional guy, Um, being that I ran the entire team sports division myself. I've learned a lot about the distribution end of things from the Metrex side, you know, directly from our warehouses. So I figure, you know, I can kind of bridge the gap with a lot of companies and help them get into different distribution networks and distributors and, and have them work hand to hand and and figure all of that out for them and kind of be the the middleman so to speak, you know, the broker to help them grow their business. And so basically I, I've taken those pieces and combined them into Wike Fitness and and things are going great. You know, business is great. Uh, I'm I'm starting to branch out as I work ahead, uh, you know, doing the podcast and doing the content and stuff like that. It's it's opened me up to expand. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out what my next big thing is going to be with, with the business. So that's, that's pretty much in, in a nutshell, uh, how I've transitioned from kind of career to career to growing in the industry. And so to finish this off, to answer the question of how can I, meaning you or somebody that you know break into the fitness or supplement industry, you know, what tips that I would have. And, and the funny thing is like, my story is pretty unique in that I was given an opportunity. So I guess you can call it luck, but in a way it kind of wasn't because it was the, the work that I put in on the forums that, that had Ryan DeLuca uh, reach out to me with bodybuilding.com and and start me on my career of, of writing. And, and so that would be my, my biggest tip uh, for you is just to go out there and, and bust your butt. Uh, go out and network with everyone that you can you know network with in the industry. If you like to write, write. If you love to do podcasts, do podcasts. If YouTube is your thing, then have at it. Create a whole bunch of content. If, if you're not into content, you're into sales, then prove yourself whatever industry that you're in make sure that you're one of the best salesmen on your team so that if you ever have the opportunity to sit down with a company or a brand whether it's a uh, a gym you know a fitness center or somebody on the supplement industry side make sure that you have those numbers and figures and say look this is what I've done in my past you know I was the number one salesman for this company you know I was offered a position to go to a, an even bigger company and I exceeded their expectation by doing X, Y, and Z. You know, have a story to tell. You know, don't just say, ah, I don't have any experience here, but I would love a shot. Yeah, that might work. A very small percent, but it might work. Uh, but in general, you want to be able to showcase your skills, your talents, and your accomplishments that you've had over your career. I mean, obviously, I started out in radio. And, you know, funny enough, I'm, I'm kind of still in radio now that I'm talking to you. Uh, you know, but in between there, it was the strength and, and fitness and nutrition side of things and then the content writing and copywriting. So it's all kind of intertwined, so to speak. Uh, you know, the, the fitness and supplement and nutrition side of things, you know, while I went to school at Penn State for kinesiology and business, um, you know, which I graduated with my degree, you know, I took that knowledge that I had and in my passion and that went into writing. So while I had the skill set and and the education, the knowledge for, you know, those subjects being health, fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and, and the like, I took that and, and used it to help educate people through my content. So try and do the same thing. Find something that you're passionate about. If you truly love the supplement industry, you got to figure out why you love the supplement industry. If you love the fitness industry and you love, you know the the human human uh the human body you know the the mechanisms the you know down to the cellular level if if you love that stuff then figure out a way for you to share that knowledge or or to use that to help other people you know maybe it's through personal training maybe it's through uh, nutrition consulting maybe you want to go and become a dietitian you know whatever whatever the case may be work towards those goals you know if you need to get a, a certification of some sort go get certified go get a book go read it, go, go take the test and get certified. And, and that's like the best way to, to get into things. And, and while my story is unique that, you know, I didn't actively go out and, and pursue, so to speak, any of the jobs that, that I've had other than the radio, um, everything else just basically came from me grinding and, and working hard and. And getting my name out there, creating good content, being, being helpful, educating people, uh, changing lives. And, and that's the same thing that, that you want to do. Figure out what you're passionate about and go out and make a difference. I mean, the supplement industry and health and fitness, it's all, you know, one and the same. They're all out there to help change lives, uh, make people healthy, uh, you know, lose weight, gain muscle. Learn about nutrition and how you can use the different macronutrients to to reach your different levels uh, of fitness and your goals and your body composition and and so on and so forth. Figure out what what that driving force for you is, and and go out. I mean, if you have a vision, you know, don't don't give up on that vision. You know, have have goals in place, short term and long term, for where you want to go, but never lose sight of that vision, and and drive towards that. And that's what I've really, truly done my entire career, and, and do I regret not opening up a business in my, you know myself before now? It's, it's tough. I'll be honest, because I learned so much in the industry by, by writing and creating the content and copywriting and training and doing the nutrition for people and being on the radio, doing podcasts. I learned so much that I don't know if I have any regrets for not opening up my business sooner. If anything, I think my past careers in in the industry has helped me shape my business into what it is today, and and it's helped me truly grow exponentially very quickly because of uh, you know my background in the industry and the relationships that I've had, and you know I, I don't want to come off that that I have a name because I can guarantee if you talk to a hundred people, maybe one or two people will, <laughs> will actually know who I am. Um, so I'm, I'm not chasing fame. And I think that's something else that, uh, you know, you need to figure out for yourself. If you're doing things for the right or wrong reasons, you know, I've, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to, you know, be a celebrity where I'm going to walk outside and you know, people, everybody's going to know me, not that they're going to bother me, but, uh, you know, they come up, they ask you questions. Hey, how are you? Hey, I got questions about this. I got questions about that. I love just being a normal guy. And and for most of my life in the industry, I was a behind the scenes guy. I didn't want to be out in front of everybody. I wanted to be behind the scenes, just do my own thing. Uh, you know, fly under the radar, put out good content. Yes, the name was out there, but the image wasn't. So you know, I could I could walk around at at different expos and bodybuilding shows and stuff like that. And and I really was never bothered. I mean, obviously the people who who know who I was through social media or my website or whatever, they would recognize me, but. I like staying below the radar, um, and I, I truly believe that that is the best way to go through your career. It's good to have you know your your niche and your friends and your followers, but to get to a level where uh, you know you can't walk outside without somebody you know recognizing you, or, or you get to the level where people are following you. That to me, that's not that's not the life for me. I don't want to be in the spotlight, the limelight. I, I don't want any of that. Um, you know, I, I just want to be a behind the scenes guy that loves putting out great content, educating people, helping people reach their health and fitness goals. And and that's that's me. That's who I am. So, you know, you personally, you need to sit down and, and kind of evaluate who you want to be and, and how you're going to take over a, a specific part of an industry that that could use your services or your skill set. And that's that's truly what it comes down to. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough to to get one opportunity that I jumped on, and it turned out very well for me. And things just kind of snowball effect, uh, and, it and it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew until finally I decided, you know, I'm starting my own thing, and and I love it. You know, people say, oh well, it's it's so cool, you're your own boss. No, you're really not. Um, In the grand scheme of things, I have more bosses now than I ever did, uh, probably in all of my my careers prior, because you know, while you think that you are your own boss. Your, your clients and your customers and, and your vendors, they are literally the boss of you. Um, so, you know, again, I wouldn't trade, you know, trade the, the world for, for where I am right now in, in my life, in my career, but, you know, you just need to figure out what, what you want. It is the end goal that you want to own your own business? Then work towards that. And, and like I said, when I started out the podcast, there's never truly a, a right time to start a business. And and you know, the right time to actually do that is is now. You know, the more you put it off, the longer it's gonna take for you to, you know, start that business from scratch. And and while I had the passion to do so early in my career, I, I kind of lucked out that throughout my career in the industry, I've I've built the skill sets needed to to truly take all of that and put it into the business that I, you know, wanted so early on in my career. And and I'm truly blessed to to be in the position that I'm in right now, and you know those those are kind of like the tips that that I would say: go out and network, find your skill set, uh, you know, show the world what what you have to offer, your skills, uh, you know, skill set, and and your passion, and and see where that takes you, and and go out there and pursue things. Don't wait for things to come to you. I was I was blessed that things just continued to come to me through my hard work, um, but that's that's not the norm. Uh, you know, generally you have to go out and and hustle and work and and knock on doors and send out resumes and and do whatever it takes to to pursue your passions and your career and and where you want to go with with life. So you know that's that's ultimately what I want to leave this podcast with is is just sit down, evaluate where you are right now. Look at where you want to go, you know your vision, set goals up short and long to help you get to your end goal and your vision and do everything necessary and and anything that you can to make sure that your vision comes true you know if if you're like me you're you're a, a stubborn person and and you will not stop until you succeed and there will be failures there will be many failures but it's it's what you learn from those failures and, and take from that and apply it going forward that truly shapes your future. So, you know, don't be afraid to fail. Go out and try things. If they work, great. If they don't, figure out why they did not work. You know, change your position, pivot a little bit, and go back at it. You know, nothing in life is guaranteed, and nobody is going to give you a, a six- or seven-figure salary, you know, just because you're a nice guy. And, and, you know, you just have to go out there and, and do it. Work hard. You know, hustle and grind and, and do everything necessary to, to reach your goals. Don't let anybody stop you either. I mean, there there have been family members who are like, You're insane. Why are you opening up a business? You know, over ninety percent of businesses fail. And don't listen to any of it. If if it's something that you truly want to do, then you need to figure out a way to make it work. And that goes for any industry. I don't care if you're in consumer goods, if you're in healthcare, if you are in the fitness industry, the supplement industry. Uh, you know whatever whatever your industry is, become the best, educate yourself never stop learning, pick up books, listen to audio books uh, you know read magazines and publications that 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 are your industry specific and just build your knowledge base and and use those skill set that you you know basically have have learned over the years being an autodidact where you're self- learning, you're self-taught. Uh, go out there and make it happen because nobody's going to do it for you and nobody's going to just give something to you on a silver platter. You need to create your own destiny and your own future. So with that being said, I'm going to end it here. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions about uh, you know my past, my career, how I got here, feel free to let me know. If you head over to wikefitness.com, if you're not there already, if you're listening to this on iTunes, head over to wikefitness, it's w-e-i-k Fitness dot com. Click on the contact button. Put in your your information. It'll send an email right over to me, and then you know I can answer any of the questions that you might have. Also, um, Best Bar Ever is working with us, and and I should have mentioned this in the beginning of the episode um, while I had everybody's attention, because some of you might have clicked off already. But Best Bar Ever is now working with us at White Fitness, and and they are offering fifteen percent off your opening order of bars. So if you go over to wikefitness.com on the depending on what page you're on, if you're on the homepage, you got to go all the way to the bottom, and then on the bottom right side, you will see a banner. It's uh, an image of the best bar ever, and then it'll say "Save 15% off uh, by using code wikefitness Fitness 15," and you just use that at checkout. So go over to our website, wikefitness.com click on the best bar ever banner. Again, if you're on the homepage, it's on the very bottom on the right-hand side. If you're on any other page, it's it's gonna be on the right sidebar. And then just click on that that banner that's on the, the website itself. Order whatever bars you want, whatever quantities. And then at checkout, put in the coupon code Fitness 15 Get yourself 15% off. I swear, they they definitely live up to their name of the best bar ever. These things are amazing. It's it's a real food bar. It's perishable, so you have to keep it in the refrigerator or the freezer. But I, I promise you, these things are amazing. Assuming you have no uh, nut allergies, uh, you should be good to go with with using these bars. But if if you try them and you use the code, let me know. Send me an email or go to social media and and let me know that you tried the bars and what your thoughts are were them because I love to hear what people think about you know the people that are supporting you know, me and my business and, and getting good products out to you, the end consumer. So let me know, but we will end with that. Thank you so much for checking in and I will check you out on the next episode.